0: on today's show we talk about tuesday night's overtime loss that the dallas stars took at the hands of the tampa bay lightning we talk about why it's important that the stars were able to salvage a point talk about the special teams and how they're playing very well right now and talk about jason robertson and Rope hints in the history they are making over the past month or so all of this coming up on a wednesday episode of locked on stars you're locked on stars your daily podcast on the dallas stars Day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, November 16th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're new here, to be sure to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform and follow us on social media at Lockdown Stars on both Instagram and Twitter as well as my personal Twitter account, at Dane double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys for the continued support uh, and for putting up with weird makeshift backdrops like I have here in this hotel room. I'll be here for likely the rest of the week, but still able to tune into the games and still able to bring you some post-game analysis and breakdowns, things of that nature. Tons to talk about uh, based on this game that we saw on Tuesday night in Tampa. Uh, and, and I mean, just for starters, with it being an overtime game, an absolute heartbreaker. For the stars to lose a game like this but thankfully it was not a complete waste and there is still some good that has come as a result of this game the stars do salvage a point uh, which is just incredibly valuable as we all know in the playoff race especially later in the season especially with road games anytime you can get at least a point uh, that is a very good thing especially as the stars uh, looking to continue to compete in the central division that is getting more and more competitive as time continues to go on this season and so getting a you know at least a point and a tough building against a good team uh, we talked about yesterday that this tampa team even though their record doesn't look as good and it seems like maybe they're starting to reel just a little bit after their dominant run you know over the past three four years still a good team a very quality opponent and so the fact that the star is able to get a point out of this game is absolutely massive them going forward and this game i mean it was really all you could ask for and maybe one of the more entertaining stars games we've seen this season i mean it was like two boxers exchanging body blows and i mean it was important for the stars to at least get something from this i mean they were putting so much fight and effort into this game like they do pretty much every game they play this season but I mean, this just had the feel of kind of a a playoff atmosphere, playoff game, tons of energy, really good crowd energy, Uh, and I think this is the kind of game that even though Dallas lost ultimately in overtime, this is the kind of game that they will get better from, that they will become stronger and more complete as a team as a result of playing in a game like this. Uh, You always benefit from, you know, games you either win uh, or you learn. You know, you got to learn some things and also try to overcome some things that are out of your control. Uh, like bad officiating, which, you know, Tuesday night's game featured its fair share of what I would say was bad and maybe even a little bit what felt like bias officiating in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the fact that the Stars are able to overcome that and get at least a point uh, is pretty spectacular um, given the circumstances. And, you know, they're still sitting pretty in the Central Division currently with 20 points sitting atop the division at the moment. Uh, And they're, you know, still in a great position to finish this road trip strong against the Florida Panthers on Thursday before they return home for four contests at the American Airlines Center, which will be a huge swing for them. And, you know, some time off from traveling on the road and being away from home. You get four games consecutively, uh, a few of them before Thanksgiving and then a couple after Thanksgiving as well. Uh, And some pretty good teams coming to town, some pretty talented squads coming to Dallas, but should be some good tests for the Stars to defend home ice against some teams, some from the Eastern Conference, and a lot of them coming from their own division. Colorado, Chicago, Winnipeg, all coming into town, uh, as well as the New York Islanders uh, with the next four-game homestand. But you talk about Tuesday night's game, and, and you know, you talk about the bad officiating, and just all the things the Stars had to overcome. I mean, this game had a little bit of everything. Three power play goals combined. The Stars go two for two on the man advantage. We'll talk about special teams a little bit later on in the show. You, of course, have the officiating or the lack thereof at times. You have good saves. Jake ottinger was very good when he needed to be. I mean, you look at this game and you say five goals, maybe not his best performance, but Jake did come up in some in some pretty big spots uh, before Alex Corn eventually won the game. He did have a point blank shot uh, off a Steven Stamkos feed that you know he made a really good save on, and and I don't think that you can pin this loss on Jake. He did make some really good plays, and the Lightning also made some good plays to beat him whenever they did score their goals. And then of course this game also had its fair share of some unexpected heroes on both sides. It took a little bit for some of the familiar faces on Tampa to get on the score sheet, your Stamkoses of the world, uh, and even you know with the Stars. I mean, at the beginning, it was the usual suspects for them. It was the top line. It was Mason Marchment. And then the the hero coming out of nowhere to tie the game for this team, Roddick Fox is scoring one of the crazier shorthanded goals you'll see. Uh, just a absolutely brutal mistake from um, Mikhail Sergachev, one of the better defensemen on this Lightning roster, having a great season so far. Just a boneheaded play from him and Roddick Fox able to capitalize. Uh, I don't think Brian Elliott, the you know the netminder for the Lightning, was ready for that play. And Roddick Fox uh, 100% absolutely took advantage. And it was just a thing of beauty. Uh, and without that play, without that goal, this game likely doesn't go into overtime. And the Stars don't get a chance to at least salvage a point in this contest and so it's very important although it's sad and heartbreaking and frustrating to see them lose games like this at times better to lose these kind of games now and learn and grow and get better as a team because of the experience then you know you don't want to have too many of these losses later in the season and you of course don't want to have these kinds of losses in the postseason and the playoffs although again this game did very much give off the vibe of a playoff game ton of fun to watch and overall i think a good experience for the stars and even guys who didn't find the score sheet or guys that didn't score goals. Wyatt Johnston had some good looks, you know, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, an overall good game, uh, just one that the Stars ultimately came up just a little bit short, uh, and I think that they're going to have some momentum coming with them with some time off, of course, getting Wednesday off, and then back on the ice on Thursday to take on the Florida Panthers should be another high-energy entertaining matchup with some new faces uh, with that Panther squad. We'll, of course, talk about that on tomorrow's episode in preparation for that game. All in all, heartbreaking game in Tampa on Tuesday night, but still a ton of positives to take away. We're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we will zoom in on one of the positives for the Stars as of late, and that has been their special teams. We'll talk about the Stars' power play and penalty kill and how it's been fantastic so far this season, right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has some new incredible flavors available for you to try right now, including cookie dough, topper, Coconut brownie bar and coconut brownie topper. They also have white chocolate peppermint granola, which is Built Bar's take on the granola bar. So it's more filling and insanely tasty as well. And they have candy cane brownie puff. You guys know that puffs are one of the best things that Built Bar puts out. The puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. It's like marshmallow in your mouth. Tastes absolutely fantastic. For anyone who hasn't tried a Built Bar yet or a Built Bar puff, they are literally the best protein bars that have ever been created. They taste amazing and they are good for you. Built Bar is revolutionizing the nutrition game as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130 calories in your average Built Bar. You can go to their website right now and get your very own and you can use our promo code to get 15% off your order right now. That promo code is LOCKEDON15. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, we're moving on on this Wednesday episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. And many of you who tuned in yesterday will remember that I talked about one of the keys to this game would be special teams. Both these teams pretty good on the special teams. The Lightning not necessarily having the numbers at the moment to show it going into the game, uh, but certainly with players like Stamkos and Kucherov, Hedman, Sergachev, I mean, they can definitely do some damage on the power play. And this game really did, was impacted heavily by special teams on both sides of the ice. And especially on the star side of things, uh, the penalty kill came up big. Tampa had five opportunities on the power play, but only converted on one. And the stars on the other hand, went two for two on the power play. Not as many opportunities on the man advantage, but when the stars got their chances, they did not waste their time and they took care of business and they kept themselves in the game. Uh, with the power play goals that they did score. It was fantastic to see and uh, really good, especially for Mason Marchment. It felt like he hadn't scored in quite some time. So it was good to see him get back into the game. Really good shot from the top from Jason Robertson and the puck deflects off of Mason Marchment, goes into the back of the net to tie the game at one uh, early on in, or kind of later on in the first period, but early on in the game, really good stuff. And the Stars power play, we'll highlight them first. I mean, they've been nothing short of spectacular through the early stages of this season and especially even on this road trip the stars right now have the second best power play in the national hockey league at 33.3 percent the only team ahead of them is the defending stanley cup champion colorado avalanche converting on 37 percent of their power plays but the stars very well have an argument to be one of if not the best power play teams and you know boasting the best power play unit especially that top unit in the national hockey league and a huge credit to that has to be Steve Spot, one of the assistant coaches who came in and joined Pete DeBoer's staff this summer. He's done an excellent job with the power play uh, and he hasn't always had a good track record with the power play with some of his previous teams. uh, I mean, many of you who listened in the summer, remember I did an episode on the hiring of these assistant coaches for Pete DeBoer uh, because there's some history there, especially Spot. And DeBoer, they, they do go way back, and sometimes you look, and sometimes the teams that they coach weren't necessarily horrible, but they weren't always necessarily great at the power play. But it seems like Steve Spott and Pete DeBoer and the Stars roster have struck gold so far this season, and, and it's a huge reason why they've been so successful, and, and why they've put themselves in this position near the top, or really at the top right now, of the Central Division. Uh, is because they can play the five-on-five game, but if you put the Stars on the power play, uh, you are really putting yourself in danger and you know, making it liable that you're going to get a goal scored on you uh, or at least, you know, a ton of pressure applied from the Stars' offense because really both those units are deadly. But that first one especially, absolutely lethal. The guys that the, the Stars are putting on the ice whenever they are on the man advantage. Uh, I mean, Nero in power or quarterbacking that power play, Jamie Benn, Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, Joe Pavelski. Uh, I mean, that is one of, if not the most intimidating players uh, five-man groups that you can see on the man advantage. I certainly would not, you know, if I was coaching a team, would not want to see those five on the ice. Not to be ignored, though, the penalty kill also does deserve a ton of love so far this season. Uh, We've talked on and on about the Stars playing with fire with the amount of penalties that they have committed, and yet the Stars' penalty kill continues to be lights out and fantastic for this team, and another huge reason why they've been as successful as they've been. And for starters, I mean, you look at the offensive capabilities of the penalty kill unit. The Stars are actually tied for first in the league in shorthanded goals. Four shorthanded goals for the Dallas Stars so far this season, tied with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks. And of course, the Stars got one in last night's game with Roddick Foxa, and they got one the game before uh, with uh, Luke Lindenning, uh getting right there down by the crease, scoring a goal on the penalty kill. And so, I mean, just for starters, you have to look at the fact that even though the Stars are on the kill, they, they certainly are not taking their minds off putting the puck in the back of the net. If you give them an opportunity to score, they will take it. And it's just funny because it's a lot of times guys that aren't scoring a ton of goals for this team. Glenn Denning and Fox are good players that serve their purpose well, but normally their purpose is not to score a ton of goals. And so it's always just funny to see those guys put in those situations and scoring really impressive goals. I mean, that Fox play last night was great. And the Luke Glenn Denning play on Sunday Uh, was a thing of beauty. But even just from a defensive number standpoint, this is one of the best penalty killing teams in the league. The Stars penalty kill operating at about 84.9%. The only teams above them are the San Jose Sharks and the Boston Bruins. The Stars just do an excellent job of making things difficult for the opposition despite being down a man on the ice. They cover really well uh, and, and they just do a good job of clearing the zone and I mean, normally, if teams are scoring on the power play against the Stars, they absolutely have to work for it. And it certainly does not come easy, which I I think is the opposite when the Stars are on the power play. It seems like a lot of times, more often than not, things are just coming extremely easy for them uh, on the ice. And it's just so nice to have a team that is able to do both so well with so much excellence. Uh, and so much precision and work and and you know time put into establishing these units, establishing these groups, and seeing what they're made of, and then you know putting them to the test. And it's truly unbelievable what we've seen from them so far this season. I mean, you never want to see your team commit penalties, but with the Stars, there's almost this kind of weird, like sicko part of me that kind of likes seeing them on the penalty kill because you never know what kind of magic you're going to see with the shorthanded unit on the ice. You might see a shorthanded goal, and you might see you know, a mistake from the opposition that eventually leads to points for the Stars. And so obviously, again, you don't want to see the Stars commit a ton of penalties, but I'm not as nervous as I was last season whenever the Stars would commit penalties because now it's kind of fun to watch the penalty kill go. I just really wish we could see it in smaller doses, maybe only once or twice a game rather than, you know, six or seven times a game, which is what I feel like we get. Uh, you know at least once a week with this team but I guess beggars can't be choosers and we're gonna take what we can get from this team right now they're continuing to play at a high level on both sides of special teams uh, and that's that's great if you're the coaching staff if you're stars fans you absolutely love that and you cannot complain with what you've seen all right let's close out this Wednesday episode of locked on stars tough loss last night but still some good things to take away the special teams look good and there are two players in particular two young players on this stars team who have kind of flown under the radar pretty much through the early stages of their career, but now they've really thrust themselves into the spotlight of the National Hockey League this season. I'm, of course, talking about the play of forwards Rope Hints and Jason Robertson. We are witnessing some greatness with these two. I mean, they were good two years ago when they first started playing together on the same line with Joe Pavelski. They were great last season, part of one of the best lines in the league. But now I think it's safe to say, uh, and I know I made the take last year. I mean, I've been saying this for over a year now that this is the best top line in the NHL. And last year, maybe it was a little premature. Maybe I was just biased because I was saying it at a time when the Stars were winning a ton of games around this time of year last year. I think they went on a seven or eight game win streak. But now I, I think it really is true just because they've been doing what they've been doing for so long. They've been scoring a ton of goals, setting each other up for success. I mean, they're at nearly 50% of the goal production for the Stars this season. Uh, and then the other three lines are actually picking up the pace, which I think pushes the top line to continue to do more and continue to play the way that they have been. And Hints and Jason Robertson especially, playing phenomenal. As of late, they are currently both on nine game point streaks and Joe Pavelski, not to be left out of the party, completely did have a two point game last night in Tampa, a goal and an assist, good stuff from him, but he is not on a nine game point assist like his line mates are, which I think if you ask him is probably okay. And if you ask Ropo or Robo and Rope, they probably don't care a ton either. They're just wanting to help their team win. Uh, And you have to imagine they're pleased with the results that they've been getting in the win column this season rather than their own personal accolades, but their personal accolades and their personal stats are a a monumental reason why the Stars are winning the games that they are winning, and it's truly something special. Rope especially, uh, I think, is so peculiar because I think that he could probably be putting up goal numbers and scoring numbers like Jason Robertson, but I think that he's also such a good playmaker. I know many people have made the take, and I 100% agree that I think he is the best complete forward that the Stars have. I think Jason Robertson may be the best scorer, and Joe Pavelski does a lot of things really well also, but as far as just the complete package, the skating, the defensive ability, the scoring, the playmaking ability, I think Rope Hentz is what you're looking for. I mean, he has just a little bit of everything mixed into his style of play, and he's such a special player, and almost uh, I'm certainly not comparing him and saying he's the exact same player as Connor McDavid, but I think similar to Connor McDavid, I, you know, people say, oh, he could score 50, 60 in a season if he really wanted to, but he's setting up his teammates. I think that that's kind of what Rope hints is for the Stars. I think if he really wanted to, he could take over and score a ton of goals, and he has scored a good number of goals so far this season, but he's also just such an excellent playmaker, and I think that he's totally fine with just setting up jason robertson or setting up joe pavelski for a scoring opportunity and he's still getting points he's still racking up assists and i think that's just the role that he fits for this stars team similar to what Connor mcdavid has done in the past for the oilers this year mcdavid seems to be a little bit different minded scoring quite a few more goals so far this season but Rope hints Nothing short of spectacular so far this season for the Stars, and it's just great to see, especially last year, the first month of the season. Many of you will remember he didn't even score a goal until one month into the year, and, and just a slow start. And He's off to a scorching hot start this year, as is his teammate Jason Robertson, who missed training camp, which is still wild to me. He did not practice with the team at all during the summer yet. Here he is, one of the best forwards in the league this season, and an early candidate, Uh, I think, for the Hart Trophy, and if he keeps the point production up, maybe even in contention for the Art Ross Trophy, which would be really cool to see him be the second player in Stars history to win, or at least be in contention for that award. Super exciting stuff, and you know, like I said, these guys have been incredibly underrated. Really, these guys have only been known in Dallas. They've kind of flown under the radar since they've joined this team, but now it's, it's really kind of their time to step up and start taking over and start being a threat whenever people see the stars on their team's schedule, they, they start to circle the number 21 and the number 24. Similar to, you know, it used to be you circle 91 and you circle 14. And now we're kind of seeing this changing of the guard with the forwards on this team. We're starting to see the young guys start to rise up and also great. They're joining alongside the veterans that are also putting up very impressive and very productive numbers. Really have to be encouraged with what we've seen from Jason Robertson and Rope Hints because they play well And then they just build on it each and every season that they come back. And so they're still so incredibly young and still have a ton of their career left ahead of them and still a ton of season left ahead of them. So it just makes you optimistic for what we're going to see from these guys for the remainder of this season, because they have been absolutely electric and just especially with Jason Robertson, it's just so funny to me and crazy to me. And I know people have talked about this before that Dallas has already kind of noticed the franchise that, you know at one point had the best american-born player in mike madonna uh, i think that he's universally recognized historically as the greatest american-born player of course there's a few other guys playing in the game today that maybe have a chance to challenge that in the future patrick kane austin matthews but i think right there with those guys you have to include jason robertson and it's just funny because jason robertson is also now a dallas star uh, and now we, you, you kind of start to ask the question. I don't think it's a certainty yet. Obviously, there's still a ton of his career left, but you start to ask the question, could we see Jason Robertson potentially be, you know, the next, hey, this is the greatest American born player that has ever played the game of hockey in the NHL. I mean, that's obviously high, high expectations. That is a high mark to shoot for. Who knows if he'll reach that point? Who knows if he'll put up the numbers that Madonna put up? But, I mean, you just have to start asking that question because Robo was good his rookie season, was a Calder Trophy finalist. He comes out last year in his sophomore campaign and scores 41 goals. And this year, he's just on pace for absolutely ridiculous numbers. I think right now he's on pace to score over 60 goals, uh, which would just be unbelievable. I mean, we we saw Austin Matthews do it last season. Austin Matthews is a special generational type player. Jason Robertson also appears to be just that. We are witnessing greatness. So don't take this for granted, stars fans. We're seeing some incredible play from some incredible young players and Jason Robertson and Rope Hint. So enjoy it while it lasts. Hopefully it's going to last a long time. But it's truly something special. And so I just want to take a moment and remind myself, remind you that we are witnessing some incredible play from some incredible young players. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well as the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can follow us on social media as well at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane underscore Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back here tomorrow with a game preview. Stars at Panthers should be another great game on the East Coast one more outing before the Stars have a nice lengthy homestand, but you won't want to miss the game preview. We've got you covered here for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes should be a nice quick and easy game preview. ton of fun coming up for the Stars on Thursday, but I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday and we'll see you back here tomorrow.